You're listening to the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. AALL Insurance is locally owned and locally operated. Everybody needs insurance, especially young drivers. Give the people who support Arizona Varsity and Arizona high school athletes a chance to support your insurance needs. AALL Insurance. Click the link in the show description to find out more. We'd like to thank our friends at People's Mortgage for sponsoring Arizona Varsity and Arizona's athletes. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance your current mortgage, the experienced team at People's Mortgage is ready to help you. People's Mortgage has been a local lender for over 20 years, and their team has extensive knowledge of the local economy. They'll find the loan that best fits your needs. Rates are low, so connect with them today at 602-714-2555. That's 602-714-2555. Find out why they say, at People's Mortgage, it's all about the people. AZBK0904164 NMLS6274 Equal Housing Lender. going on everybody welcome into another episode of the take it easy sports show on arizonavarsity.com my name is zach elvira and as always i am joined by my co-host eric newman and eric first we had winter sports then we didn't and now we do again how you doing i'm good i uh so between the last time we recorded this and today like you said yeah we were on track AIA executive board votes 5-4 in kind of a dramatic fashion to cancel the winter season. Four days later, it's a 5-4 vote again, but it's the other way. Um, and they, they've got sports now. AIA is set to go, and we've got basketball and soccer and wrestling on tap. Um, it's been an interesting few days. I don't know what you and I would have done. We would have, I guess, covered club or something like that. But um, I'm happy to be at this point that we at least have some clarity. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, obviously you and I are going to dive deep into everything that kind of went on the last, you know, four or five days at this point. We're recording this on Tuesday. So the night after the uh, the decision night or the night of, I guess you can say, Um but we're also going to talk about uh, Ed Doherty was this past weekend. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to answer a few listener questions. And um, I mean, obviously, the most the most pressing issue, obviously, is winter sports. So let's get started right with that. Um, were you at all surprised that just four days after the AIA voted to cancel winter sports, that they reconvened, voted again? And there was a flip by board member Jim Love to have the season go on as scheduled on January 18th. I have a layered answer to that question. And it's, I was surprised and I wasn't surprised. I was surprised that a revote happened so quickly. Um, You don't normally see that. They made a, a decision that seemed concrete and to from Friday to Tuesday come and make a, uh, a new vote was surprising. Uh, and I don't think anyone can deny that. But what wasn't surprising was that it changed. I don't think they would have had a vote unless they had a premonition that someone else was going to uh, flip their vote in some way and go 5-4 in uh, the 
direction of yes. So the answer, like I said, is yes and no. But now that the vote happened, um, I I mean, uh, I would have been very surprised if it had stuck the exact same way or there wasn't some kind of modification. Yeah, you know, Jim Love, like I mentioned, he was the one who flipped his vote. And he said that the main reason for him actually deciding to change was because he felt after, I'm assuming, conversations with local schools, that the schools themselves should have the option to decide whether or not to play. Um, It kind of goes hand in hand with what Dr. Castile said, um, the superintendent for Chandler Unified School District, who obviously is retiring after this year. Um, You know, she said that sports are a choice. And if either the athletes or the parents of those athletes felt that they were not comfortable with them competing, they did not have to compete. It wasn't, you know, it's not mandatory to play a sport. Um, And so that kind of goes hand in hand with what Jim Love said, where he basically, again, said he wants to give these schools the opportunity to choose for themselves on whether or not they want their athletes to participate. And we've already seen where Apache Junction announced shortly after the, the winter sports season was actually reinstated that they were not going to compete in winter athletics. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to be the last, obviously. Um, you know, maybe it will just depend on how things look from here until, I don't know, I think maybe by Friday you'd have to make a decision. Um, but, I mean, it, it's definitely interesting to kind of see maybe, you know, what Jim Love's point was with that. And, you know, I, I mean, I guess my only question is, if that's how you felt, how come you didn't, you know, approach that type of question with yourself before, like last week when they first did the vote? Um, I mean, what do you think it was? What do you think it was that kind of swayed his his vote to obviously be in favor of the season? I don't know that I can necessarily point to one thing, but the amount of people that you can respectfully disagree with somebody and you can let them know, but the amount of people that made just really disrespectful comments about the people that voted and the AIA in general was really, really, really disappointing. Uh, and I don't know that that necessarily swayed it, and he would never say that that's what swayed it, but I don't know. It, it must have been something, some communication he had, some sort of information that he didn't have before. Um, so I don't know, but I think that had to have part of it. You know, you bring up a good point, and that's one thing that I wanted to address tonight as well. Or not, obviously, this episode, I should say. You know, how in the right mind of anybody would they think that it's okay to threaten board members because of the way that they feel? I mean, I'm, ta- I'm not just talking like, oh, you're going to get fired. The- these people literally had threats to them and their families because they decided to vote no and side with health experts. How in the hell is that okay? It's not. It's really not. And that's something that we've seen, not just from this conversation, but from a lot of things over the past few months have been just disagreements aren't just disagreements anymore. And it takes it to an extreme. And we don't want to become the show that criticizes people. I don't think that's our lane. But you and I were both looking, we were texting back and forth. We were both on the Zoom um, when 
these decisions were being made and they initially had the vote for to bring fall sports back and i don't think either of us were that surprised that that happened once the vote started but what i was really surprised about was initially they were saying no we can't have uh fans which they changed and that players and everybody has to wear a mask the entire game and rather than just being happy or uh, you know just excited that these sports are coming back and this thing that they'd been clamoring for for a few days is as if it was life and death um was it was coming back they were upset about they instantly a lot of parents and everything on the zoom call and on twitter and everything were just immediately upset about hey why can't we have parents when why can't we it was like it, it was as if they couldn't just take the one victory and enjoy that and um they had to take everything and it was if it isn't exactly the way i want it i'm gonna be upset we live in an entitled society i think that was made perfectly clear with the high school football season um you know, obviously, when people would complain that they had to wear masks in the stand, um, we saw in the three A game where a school's you know crowd started chanting USA when they stopped the game to put masks on. Um, and you brought up another good point, but just to go back really quick because I kind of want to say this: name calling is one thing, but the second that you threaten someone's family. I don't think you realize, but you, like literally someone could actually press charges against you for that. Now, I'm not saying anyone would actually do that, but like, do, do people not understand the magnitude and like how scary that can be for people? Like, I, I just don't like what, what makes you like, how are you that upset to the point where you're going to threaten someone and their family? Well, and it's not even because of a legal thing. It's not just a legal thing. It's, uh, it's a respect thing, and it's a being a decent human being. Um, you just don't do that to people, right? Like, that's called yeah. being a good person, is not doing that kind of thing. So it, it really, it was surprising that it, I shouldn't say surprising. We've seen a lot of people do dumb things for a long time, and it's saddening more than it is surprising. And I wish it was surprising. It really just, it, it makes me upset. And I feel bad for these people that just about mm -hmm. all of them love sports. You aren't on the AIA executive board if you don't want sports and you don't want everything to be exactly uh, perfect for sports. Like none of these people um, wanted to vote no. They're doing it because they thought they had to. Nobody doesn't want sports. And the idea that you would threaten them and say, hey, you're... It's your fault that this is happening. Um, it, it's just wrong and threatening and uh, however you go about doing that, you just need to be respectful. Yeah, and then to go back to your point now, it's like the old saying, don't bite the hand that feeds you. The AIA literally reversed their decision. They allowed sports to continue because they wanted the kids to have this opportunity. This is for the kids. This is nothing to do with the parents. And yet here we are watching in the comment section, all these parents say, oh, well, well, we think we should be allowed at the games. Okay, they did that. Well, we don't want to wear masks. Well, too bad. Like, what do you want? Do you want to watch the games 
and do you want your kid to play or do you want to wear a mask for two hours so you can watch your kid play? Like, come on. Like, it's just, I'm sorry. I, there's so, there's so many parents out there that I absolutely love and adore because they actually appreciate everything that's been going on and how much they, I mean, really, you know, how lucky they are. I mean, we could have been like California and literally had nothing. And then what? Like, come on. Don't be that ridiculous. It's crazy. Like, wear a mask. Just wear it. Like, wear it correctly. And for, I'm sorry, again, I I know I brought this up on Twitter. For the person that said, can I bring a doctor's note saying that I can't wear a mask? I'm sorry. If you have to have a a doctor's note saying you can't wear a mask, you shouldn't be going out in public anyway. Like, Jesus, come on. It's just ridiculous. Like, again, there's so many parents out there that are so appreciative and they're amazing. I love them to death. Almost all of them. But then, but then you have that select few that just feel like they're so entitled to everything and that they should be in charge and and the rules shouldn't apply to them because they know what's best for their kid. No, I'm sorry. Not if you want your kid to play sports in high school. The AIA is what controls that. End of story. If the AIA comes back and says, Hey, we had a you know this many parents at this many games not wear a mask and they refuse to abide by it, so we're shutting down the season. Honestly, I would say okay, cool, because at that point it's not worth it. Because at that point you just ruined it for your kid, and at that point you can't say the AIA took it away from you because you took it away from yourselves at that point. And to be honest, the reason we're in the situation is because people don't want to wear masks and they're not abiding by the guidelines that would probably have us not even in this situation anyway. So. I don't know. It's just it's just so dumb to me. Like it is. And like someone gives you a little bit and then you're like, oh well, I deserve more. No, you don't deserve anything. You're lucky that whoever I can't remember exactly which board member member it was, but you're lucky that they actually argued for you to be even to be allowed at games. I personally I was totally fine with no parents being allowed. Cause it just I I've seen it too many times at football games. They just, they don't care. A lot of the schools don't care. Not schools, parents, parents of those schools. They just don't care. And yeah. it's just ridiculous. And that's why I said on Twitter, if I see any parents that are not abiding by the mask mandate per the AIA, per these sporting events, per these schools, I will let school officials know. And if you don't like that, I don't care. I don't do my job for parents. I do it for the kids because they deserve it. And if you're not going to wear a mask, something so simple, and you're going to ruin it for these kids, then I am going to tell school officials that you are not abiding by guidelines. End of story. And I don't care if you don't like me for it. I like Fired Up Zach. I don't get to see Fired Up Zach that often. I don't. It's just annoying, man. Like, it's just... No, I I 100% agree. What I'm saying is, I don't think I've seen you be this outwardly. You haven't been this outwardly passionate. Eric. Eric, these people are older than you and me. We should be learning from them, and yet here we are trying to tell them how to save the season for their kids. Yep. It's just ridiculous, man. And again, this is not every single parent. I understand that. I'm not talking to everyone. But if you are one who right now is sitting there rolling your eyes that I'm saying this, you're the problem. End of story. My burner Twitter account um, was really (laughs) getting on you. Um, I, I, I change up my username every week to yeah. um, find a different member of Arizona Varsity to just bother and say that I'm not wearing a mask. But 
No, I mean, you said it perfectly. There are a lot of people that don't want to follow the rules, and they don't think they have to. And the, the thing is that sports are a benefit of a society that's working. This is leisure. And I know that high school sports have come to mean for a lot of people more than just playing a game because there's college on the line. There's, um, with the socioeconomic uh, impact of everything that's going on, sports are really some of the only outlets people have at that age. But sports are something that happens when things are going correctly. And if you don't want to follow the rules and make sure our society is run well, um, then then it's not going to happen and it doesn't deserve to happen. There's just so much money in it and so many other things that um, they happen. But we are in an incredibly dangerous time right now in Arizona. And if you can't take the a single precaution um, of wearing a piece of cloth on your face, I was watching... Um, there was a Chiefs game earlier in the year, Kansas City, and one of the coaches didn't have a mask. You know what he did? He put some athletic shorts over his face. He was literally like, <laughs> you can't do that. Like this was an assistant coach or a trainer or something. He took a pair of gym shorts and put them over his face and at least covered his face. And he looked ridiculous because he was wearing shorts on his face. But you know what looks even more ridiculous now is not having anything. Um Get a bandana, get a gator, get a mask, get something. Just put it over your stupid mouth and nose, right? Like, no, I don't know. It's sad. And I hope that people listen to us and I hope that no one's tuning out because they think of us as just these angry people. I don't think this is the show we normally are. We're not preaching to people most of the time. We're we're here to have fun. But I think the last few days have shown us that we, this society is, has a lot to do and it. I'm not talking about society at large. Um, we've known that for a while, that there's a lot that needs to be done. But in terms of this community of Arizona interscholastic athletics, there is a lot of work to be done. And these people at the AIA executive board and the AIA in general work so hard to make sure that sports are happening. Um, it killed them not to be able to have sports and you could tell from the way that they were talking when the first vote came out, everybody was downtrodden. Every person that had to vote no was downtrodden. Um, and they want it to happen, but they know, and I think a lot of them know, and they wouldn't say this necessarily, that people just aren't following the rules. And we want to hope that they do, because that's the only way that it can happen. So we've got to be hopeful, but we'll see. Can I also make one thing clear, please? If you wear that dumb little like plastic piece that go that you think goes over your mouth and nose as a mask. Oh, those are so dumb. Oh my gosh. It's Ugh. they're not a face shield. They look like <laughs> It looks like do you know do you know like the accounting hat, that stupid green thing that you see in movies? Yes, it looks like, like someone cut that and put it over their face. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. so stupid. Like, how do you think that's doing anything? If I can stick my hand down there and punch you in your throat, not that I would, <laughs> but if, if there's access for me to stick my finger in your mouth, it isn't a good mask. Yeah. And by the way, to go back to what you said, where, um, you know, you hope these people aren't t tuning out or whatever, you know, all that. 
um, you know, when they want a story written about their kid, they're going to come back to us. So don't worry about it. Fair enough. Yeah. And we know. And I'll be happy to. I'll be happy to do it. Just you know, don't feel like you know. I don't know. It's just. Ugh. Uh, it's just so annoying, man. Like, it's should just... we move on to something more fun, Zach? Should we get to the Twitter questions? Let's go to the Twitter questions. Okay, let's do that. So, okay. um, the first, fun, so, so last week was a big success. We had a ton of Twitter questions. This week, we also have uh, a few on here, and I think most importantly, one of them got a ton of answers to it. So we'll go through those and kind of see how we feel based on that as well. Um. But the first one comes from our very good friend Gabe at Gabe AZHS Sports. And he said, or he asked us, what were your thoughts on the Nickelodeon broadcast? And what he means by that, obviously, is the Saints and Bears wildcard playoff game. Um, it was broadcast on CBS and on Nickelodeon. I will be honest, Eric, I watched the CBS broadcast, um, but I did see a couple cool things with Nickelodeon. And then you know, I even heard, um, who was it? I want to say it was probably uh, Bickley and Murata. Um, I think they were talking about it the other day when I was in the car. And, you know, well, the other day, yesterday, obviously. Um, so, you know, the thing is, what they did was, um, whenever there was a penalty or whenever, like, one of the announcers, who, by the way, I heard Nate Burleson was amazing on that broadcast. So, shout out to Nate. Um but, you know, whenever there's a penalty that actually have, I think, young Sheldon come up and explain it, like what it means. And then the red zone, they kind of explained it like in kid in, I guess, kid language so where kids can really understand it, because that's kind of the audience that the NFL was trying to uh, appeal to with this with this broadcast. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, it, these things don't go hand in hand, obviously, but. You know, you always hear about youth sports dying and especially youth football because of the danger, you know, that it has with it, with head trauma and everything. But I think it's really cool that they did that. Um, it was fun. Especially if it – and I heard it got pretty good reviews as well. And, you know, I think one of my personal favorite things, and I even mentioned this a week prior to the game when I heard they're actually playing on Nickelodeon, I said I hope the winning coach gets, you know, dumped with slime. And sure enough, Sean Payton got the slime bath, which I was very happy about. Um I also saw, I think it was Chili. I think Chili was mad because Sean Payton left on his uh, his 11s, his Jordan 11s. So, you know, whatever. Um, but I think it's pretty cool. I would I would like to see it more. Got another pair um, of my shoes at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I think he's got a few, actually. But um, He's been an NFL I mean, coach for a long time. He's got a good salary. Yeah. I think he can yeah, afford exactly. Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think it's pretty cool. I think, and then it was funny because I even heard Bickley and Murata even say, like, oh, what other, you know, wacky channel are we going to see nfl games on and for me i immediately thought like how funny would it be if like like lifetime shared like a like an nfl game and it's just like i don't know i just think it'd be so funny but um just like random channels like that you know um but what do you what do you think about it i thought it was pretty cool i thought that it was a great idea and there were some things like every touch there weren't that many touchdowns so the slime thing was kind of fun, but you didn't do it a lot. But I hate young Sheldon. I, young Sheldon annoys me <laughs> so badly. Dude, like taking the most annoying character on television and s making him slightly younger and worse voiced. Like, stop it. But I liked the idea. Um, I think that Nickelodeon uh, having a game and broadcasting a game in that way is a fun idea. 
and they're going to only get better at it if they keep doing it more. Um, you could tell it was the first time they were doing it because some of the gags were kind of uh, either overplayed or they weren't developed in the same way they could have been. Like the slime touchdowns, a fun thing, and you can say, hey, "I remember that. I watched whatever <laughs> show that people got slimed." Um, and it's a fun idea, but in in practice, they need to work on it a little bit more. It was a good time, um, and I think they were balancing taking away making it fun for kids and people who don't necessarily love a traditional football broadcast, but also making it so that you can follow the game and not take away from it too much. Um, And they're going to keep working on that. I assume that if they have it once, it's not going to be a one-time only thing. Um, So it was fun. And I, I kind of switched between that and the CBS because I, I like the regular broadcast and I like a traditional football game. Um, But you know, it was it was something interesting to try, and I'm glad they did. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Frank Caliendo, actually, obviously, he's a Valley native, um, or at least I don't know if he's a native, but he lives here. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, he, I, I didn't listen to it, but apparently, one of his many, um, you know, imp- impersonations is uh, Morgan Freeman. And I remember seeing this earlier, and someone actually put the History Channel as like a promo with an aged drew Brees and an aged tom brady and i think that'd be hilarious if those two obviously played on the history channel and apparently he actually narrated it in a morgan freeman voice so i'll have to listen to that once we get done here but uh pretty funny just to go along with the uh you know the question of other wacky channels that the nfl could actually have uh have games on uh, Eric, yeah. what's the next question that we had? I just wanted to reminisce before we get to that about the oh, yeah. you and I went to a Chandler Perry basketball game, and in the front row was just a a who's who of our local celebrity heroes. It was Bobby Hurley sitting next to Frank Caliendo, sitting oh, next right. to Greg Rosenberg. Our, that's right. And just the three of them cutting it up at a Perry Chandler basketball game was just a funny sight. Like three just absolutely different, but great people. Would you argue that Greg is the most famous out of all three of them? In a in a certain spotlight um, amongst <laughs> Arizona high school basketball players, maybe. It's funny that you mentioned that because I think I remember leaning over to you and saying, is that Frank Caliendo? And then you're like, I don't know. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden Bobby Hurley walks in. I'm like, that's for sure Bobby Hurley. Yeah. And then we saw and I was like, wait a minute, Greg's sitting right next to them. <laughs> yeah, and just the three, and then, three of them and, and, and then, having a great time. And then of course, you know, me being nosy, I looked up Frank Caliendo and I was like, That's for sure Frank Caliendo. Yeah. I'm like, that's so weird. And I was like, I knew he lived here. I just didn't know he lived like in Gilbert. So yeah, apparently I didn't know he was going to go see a high school basketball game. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, good for Perry. You yeah. know, give give Frank a seat there. Yep. You know, give him his own personal courtside seat. That'd be awesome. Yep. And he can't get into winter sports now, though, unless someone argues because of the, the rules, unless he gains guardianship of someone on the team. Yeah, well, we thought that people wouldn't be able to be on the sideline for the championship game, but, you know. So that was our – that was our celebrity <laughs> moment with the just three absolutely different people. But let's get to a, another question. Um, and you were talking about one that had a lot of different responses. And it's from Gridiron, Arizona, Chris Eaton. Um, if the rumors are true and GCU gets a football team, 
who would you like to see coach it? And I'm going to start, let you start because I don't, I don't know where these GCU rumors are coming from. I know that the, the whack and um, some of these conferences have different, um, different meetings coming up and everything, but I, I've never heard anything except for these same rumblings from our community that GCU is getting football. Um, so I don't know where this is coming from, but do you have any who you would like to see coach it? Well, so first off, uh, I think it was Lance. He actually tweeted something. The WAC meeting apparently includes Jerry Colangelo, who obviously founded GCU. And apparently GCU said they have a quote-unquote big announcement on Thursday. So um, I think that's kind of what everyone's leaning toward. But who knows? I don't. I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, just to run through some of these answers uh, really quick, and I can give you kind of my opinion because – one person I immediately thought of is actually on this list of the answers. Um, so, Eric, you said uh, that Chris Eaton should be the head coach. Yep. Um, and we decided that he wouldn't be that good because, you know, um, he led his fantasy team to 8-8 eight and, eight and I led my fantasy team to a championship. Um, however, we did all agree that Cody would be a great strength and conditioning coach. And I said that he would also be that coach that runs up and down the sideline on big plays. Um, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, absolutely. He's the guy that he gets in the the highlight video because he yep. hits he headbutts someone with a helmet and is bleeding, and he's <laughs> every single big play he's clapping like crazy. Um, so yes, that's him. He's definitely got a yeah. role like that on the staff, or he could just be the mascot. Um, you know how you know how linemen always lift up the running back whenever they score. Yeah. Uh, Cody would be the running back in this case. Like he would be the coach that like makes the lineman lift him up. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had Aaron Frana, who is the athletic director at Mountain Point. He said Charlie Ragel, which would be very very interesting actually. Um, and then someone uh, Roger Britson kind of put the kibosh on that because Charlie Ragel obviously is with Cal. Um, he does make a, a very good salary. Obviously, you know. Pac-12 program um so who knows if he'd be willing to do that come back to the valley obviously Ragel was uh you know at one point with Chaparral um that'd be pretty good I think that'd be pretty good though I mean give him a chance to come back although I kind of agree I don't know if Charlie Ragel would want to you know up you know jump start a brand new football program um I mean I, I guess I don't I don't know for sure but uh, and then uh, Kyle at Big Baby nineteen eighty five. He said Jason Mons, who was actually my pick. Um, I've said for a couple of years now that I believe Jason Mons is basically one phone call away from landing some sort of college gig. At what level, I don't know. I mean, personally, I think he's good enough, obviously, to get an assistant job at a Power Five school, and I think it's going to happen within the next year or two. Now, whether or not he takes it, I don't know. I haven't had those conversations with him. I know he's very happy with Saguaro, but he's that good of a coach. And I think if you, let's say you are GCU and you do want to start up a football team and you want to start building it from the inside out with Arizona players, I think Jason Mons would be a fantastic face of that program to really get things started and to lure those players who you know may have a couple offers to smaller schools out of state, maybe make them stay home, play in in Phoenix, and build that program. I think it'd be pretty cool. 
Um, but that's who my pick would be if we're talking about like high school coaches. Um, uh, at Jay Conley QB 18, he said Danny White or Rick Neuheisel. Um, that those are actually really good options too. So, I, agree. I mean, uh, whoever yeah. it is, I think they'd be really well served to pick somebody that's from this area. Um, yeah. And it would be the the main thing would be trying to take some of those and not necessarily i I don't want to say stealing uh nau commits but getting guys that are kind of on the cusp and uh of maybe d1 maybe fcs maybe uh a lower fbs program or high fcs or whatever um taking those guys and keeping them home and getting the local talent to stay in some capacity um because if there's an FCS school or a D2 or whatever it ends up being um, in the area, that I mean, they'll be different because of that. Because we've got, obviously, the the big ASU, if you want to stay home and play for a big football program, ASU's there. And then we've got the JUCO teams and the HJCAC. But this would be a different level, and um, you would hope that I mean, people uh, people would stay around, so it would have to be someone who's good with that kind of recruiting and uh, can really represent Arizona. You know what else might be a really good option? Who's Kevin that? Guy from the Rattlers. Yeah. Jerry Colangelo founded the Rattlers. Now, obviously, he doesn't own them anymore. He hasn't since 2005, but... I mean, if you want someone that knows the Valley, now maybe Kevin Guy doesn't necessarily know the high school landscape. I mean, you could easily find out or, you know, learn that. But, um, I mean, you wouldn't have to convince him to move anywhere. I mean, in reality. And, you know, you could even argue that he could still coach the Rattlers because they obviously play in the spring. And GCU, I'm assuming, would play in the fall. Um, You know, whether or not that actually would happen, who knows. But um, how about Ryan Felker? I don't see that as a bad idea either. Yeah. Now, there's someone who knows the landscape. Yeah, one of the HJCAC coaches. Um, yeah. They're college football coaches in this area. Um, you wouldn't go wrong with him or Madowski or any of the guys around the area. And, I mean, him, him, Doug Madowski, like, they all have ties to, to outside program. I'm sorry, out-of-state programs, too. Yeah. Because they recruited from out-of-state. Yeah, I think so, we'll see. Uh, we might be talking about something that's completely just hypothetical, but I don't true. see any of those as bad options. No, not at all. Um, next question. Let me go back into here. So we we kind of we got a question from Lance Hartzler, one of our past guests, yeah. and it, his is honest opinion of the past few days. And I think we've already given those. If you want to listen to the first twenty thirty minutes of this broadcast. Um, yeah honest opinion it was crazy um there's still a lot of entitled people who still aren't happy even though they have sports back and personally i'm very happy that the kids have sports that's my honest opinion yep same here uh and our last question that i see on here is from luca Ferugia, uh one of my friends i think it's uh i think it's is it Ferugia? yes it, i mean he's my friend oh, I, was gonna, pronounce it. Um, oh, I was gonna say Ferugia or something like that it, I'm sure he'll be happy if he actually listens to hear you say it like okay. that. Um, uh, he asks, as the vaccine starts rolling out to the general public, do you think athletes will and should be required to get it at all levels to play? And the same goes for fan entrance. And I think 
Um, it's a layered question because who knows when um, people, uh, the general public can start getting it. But I don't see why not. Like, hey, get this shot uh, unless you have a legitimate medical reason not to. Like, um, we don't know very well about how it does with pregnant women, although I'm guessing none of them are going to be playing sports, but they might be in the crowd. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but nice yes, um, I think <laughs> I think we'd have bigger problems if pregnant women were playing. Um, I would hope so. I don't want to box out a pregnant woman, um, yeah. but yeah, or wrestle her. You're just you're just going further down the rabbit hole. Just yep. you know, just I'm just absolutely aware. Um, yeah. But. I think that would be a very good idea that if the vaccine's available to get it and once it's widely available to say, hey, if if you want to come get this vaccine um, and that's going to be another thing. We're going to get the mask, no mask debate, but it's going to be the vaccine, no vaccine debate. Um, so, yes, is the short answer. I think that would be a good idea. You know, this one is is tough for me because, you know, I people deserve to have the right to choose. Um, you know, personally, I think, you know, I know Eric, you obviously you're getting the vaccine at the end of this month. Um, and that, I, was that something that your work mandated or is that your choice? My choice. Okay. I'll See, drink, and I'm the same I'll way. drink the vaccine if I have to. <laughs> See, and I'm kind of the same way where I, once it's available to my group, now I probably have to wait until like, march but once it is available and they say that i can like you know the whatever category i fall under can go get it i'll go get it um but i know a lot of other people aren't comfortable with it and that's okay too so i guess requiring student athletes to do it i don't think would fly i don't think anyone would actually listen to that i don't think that's the aia's you know I guess, position to even mandate something like that. I think that's more of like the schools would mandate that. Now, if you're doing it specifically for athletics, I don't think it works. If you're doing it as a school to say your kid have to, you know, in order to be in the classroom, you have to do it. Then, I mean, I guess maybe more people would just be say, okay, like whatever. Um, But at the same time, I feel like people still wouldn't want to do it. So I don't think requiring it is a good idea just because you still have to give people that, that option. Um, as as far as whether or not they want to get it or whether or not they feel comfortable um but i don't know it's it's tough man because you're gonna have i guarantee like if, if anyone listens to this that has that argument where oh it doesn't even affect kids and they're gonna say something but i mean i've seen studies where you know there isn't much spread through sports i'm not i'm not talking about how old these kids are i'm not going to go down that path because that's just never ending conversation i'm not getting into that but i have seen where it doesn't some some for some reason i guess it doesn't really spread that much in sports now granted most of the studies i saw were because of it was football season and you know they they're not necessarily around each other enough even if you're a lineman or whatever um i don't know i mean it's just so hard to i don't think you can recommend that especially if you're the aia you cannot recommend or require that i should say there's just no way people would listen to you. I mean, it's bad enough people are not wanting to wear masks. You think they're going to go get a vaccine because you say so? It's just not going to happen. And the AI won't do that. Um, will schools try? Maybe. 
but whether they know. would or not is a different question. I think they yeah. should at least highly recommend it. See, when it's more widespread, they could do the same thing that they're doing with testing and say, hey, we partnered with them. If you want to go get tested, if you want to go get the vaccine, this is where you can go. And they're doing it. Obviously, it's free anyway. And this is where it's going to be free for all high school athletes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I still think people deserve to have the choice. I don't think that should be a requirement. Um, Unless, you know we see literally just no end in sight and they say the only way to actually get going is to get the vaccine, then they may require it. But I just think there's going to be a lot. There, there's going to be a lot of people that will be livid if they try to do that. So I guess so. Uh, yeah. You want to talk Ed Doherty, get a, get our fix in of one of the last high school football things. Let's do it. Um, you and I were at Ed Doherty this weekend. Like we mentioned, um, you know, we saw 53 very deserving nominees for that award. And for those you know, who don't know, it's the the award for essentially the Arizona Heisman, the yeah. uh, the best high school basically, players in Arizona. Yes. Yeah, essentially the MVP of the season, for that matter. Um, I mean, it, you know, 53 very deserving athletes. There's obviously a lot more. Um, you know, there would have probably been a few more if it weren't for you know, obviously only having like eight regular season games, um, some less than that. So it, it was a cool ceremony. I mean, it was outside. Masks were required. No one complained about the mask. You know, wink, wink. Um, I didn't eat because you and I both made the mistake of eating before because we didn't know if they were actually going to serve food or not because of the whole, you know, virus thing. Um, but I mean, it was a it was a cool event. I think they did a very good job of adjusting to the circumstances that we're dealing with. Now, normally this is indoors with like 400 or 500 people. It literally would have been the, you know, classic super spreader event that people always complain about. Um, and, you know, granted, people will probably still say, oh, it's a super spreader event. Yeah, sure. It was outside. People were wearing masks. I felt safe there personally. Yep, me um, too. You know, and I also took my own precautions. I didn't get up in anybody's face or whatever i you know um i think i actually when everyone at my table which was like two other people were eating i think i came and talked to you not on purpose i think it was just by accident because we were at different tables for some reason um but i mean it was a good event and it was awesome to see again a silver lining to a very difficult season and we haven't even mentioned the winner yet because i'm you know blabbing on too long uh but mesquite quarterback ty thompson won the ed doherty award he was one of the five finalists obviously along with um hunter ogle from santa cruz the running back there uh jacob cisneros from boulder creek eli sanders from chandler and mikey keen from chandler who was not there because he enrolled early at, at central florida so he was already in florida for the ceremony um but i think ty thompson's very deserving of the award and again just because not all 53 were finalists for it. It was still, especially in this season, it's a participation award that you should be very proud of. Absolutely. Um, it means that the players, all of them had, they were nominated because they had a tremendous single game. That's what gets you nominated. But for the most part, it's also, if you're able to have that good of one single game, it means you probably did really well all throughout the season that wasn't just an aberration and that was for the most part the people that were there were 
um, guys that had throughout the season been some of the best players on their teams. And there were some who uh, couldn't make it, or there were some who just for whatever reason didn't get it theirs during the week that were great players. But I think it was a good representation of some of the best football players in Arizona this year. And from every conference. I mean, we had... I mean, we had Matthew McClellan from a reprep, who is a two A. Um, obviously, Santa Cruz is two A with Hunter Ogle. Um, I think we had three A. I can't remember what team it was, but there was a three A team in there. We had a few four A teams, actually more than a few. And then obviously, you have your share of five A and six A. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was it was cool that every conference was really represented. I think the the committee, which um, our friend Chris Eaton is actually part of, and Jason Skoda as well. They did a very good job. Chili's a part of it as well. I mean, you know, they did a very good job of, you know, kind of looking past just the 6A and 5A and the schools that, you know, I'll admit, get the most coverage. Um, it was really cool to see them all, you know, honored with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was a fun thing. Um, it was different than it has been in the past where we weren't in a big ballroom and yep. they didn't have everybody doing uh, going up to each other and everything, but it was still a good time. Um, the weather yeah. was nice and it was fun. And I think it was a, uh, it was a relief that we even got to this point and every single point we've gotten to in the football season. And now finally this kind of being the last moment, um, after the championship and everything else, um, we were just thankful. I know you were too, to, that this actually happened. Um, and we weren't sure it was going to, we weren't sure how the playoffs were going to work. We weren't sure if we were going to get to the championship game. We weren't sure if we were going to get to this point. And, uh, it was just nice to, to think back on, um, the season was such a whirlwind. It was 11 weeks, but it felt like it just was a snap of the finger. And I don't know. It, it was crazy. And, we just got to think about it and enjoy it a little bit more. Yep, exactly. Um, it was just a really cool event. Uh, we didn't have, you know, usually they serve like really gourmet, like chicken or whatever. I think they serve burgers, which I'm cool with that personally. I didn't eat, like I said, but I mean, can't go wrong with burgers. Yep. So um, it was cool. It was very cool. Um, Eric, before we wrap things up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spring something on you here really quick. Um, you know, we haven't talked about food that much on this podcast. Uh, yeah, there's actually in, in been stuff weeks. going on. That's true. Um, so I'm gonna play. Uh, it's basically an eat, save for later, or throw it away. And I want you to choose between. <laughs> I've never these played two. this game before. I know, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Great. All okay. right. So, so eat, save for later, and throw it away. Um, a honey crisp apple, stuffed bell peppers, because I know you like those a lot, and a soft pretzel with cheese. And like a good one, not like, you know, like the microwavable ones. Yeah, absolutely. I know what you mean. So the thing about the soft pretzel with cheese is it automatically cannot be saved for later. Right, because you can't yep. re- you can't reheat it. It's only good right when it comes out, and you either eat it or you don't. Um, now, wait, can I can I really quickly explain why I chose these three options? Yes, please. Okay, 
because I know you you literally eat a honey crisp apple every single day. I had one right before we started recording. Okay, perfect. Like I said, I know you love those stuffed bell peppers because you talk about them quite frequently. I think you talk about them more than I do now, but well, that's yes, because you I never made like them for me. That's fair. I do like them okay. a lot. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then the soft pretzel with cheese because you brought it up to me before. Yep. And so that means that you know that tells me that you like it. So yes, I do. I am okay. a fan of all three of those things. Okay, perfect. So continue. Okay, so the soft pretzel, like I said, you can't reheat that. Um, that's either eat it or throw it away. Yep. The thing that is the game that if I save it for later, I take a bite and then save it for later. Or am I saving the whole thing? No, you are saving the entire thing, putting it in the fridge, and you have to reheat it. Okay, so... Obviously, you can't reheat an apple. Yeah, so that's what I'm going, is I'm putting that in the fridge, because you can stick an apple in the fridge for a few days, um, and it'll still be crisp when you get it out and ready. I buy... So so you eat an apple every single day, though, as do I. So you're telling me that you're going to go a day without an apple? Well, doesn't necessarily mean that's the only apple. Maybe I had one for breakfast, and then this game i'm eating my second one which is pretty frequently i had two today i had one for breakfast and i had one a couple minutes ago um but what but what were both of those apples both honey crisp okay well there you go yeah so do you have other apples in your house no okay well there you go i go to fries so risking again and buy like 10 um okay well you're you're risking not eating a honey crisp apple dang. one day i think i'd be okay but that's what i'm going is i'm saving it for later Okay. I'm eating the stuffed bell pepper that day and leaving the, as much as it hurts me, leaving the soft pretzel. What about you? Um, It's actually really funny because I'm going to do the same thing as you. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> mostly, the right point. Mostly because I'm not really, I don't, I'm not huge on soft pretzels with cheese. I just, you know, whatever. Um, But to your point, the apples, yes, you can save those for later. But this, I mean, you can't. I feel like a, a stuffed bell pepper, you can't reheat that. You can. It just... So a stuffed bell pepper, it's about the consistency. And in my estimation, uh, from my experience, you can't just microwave it. You have to reheat it in the oven. Um, because otherwise it lose. It just becomes kind of a... Like a, a too liquidy. And I don't know. I just... It, it, that's so much effort you have to preheat the oven throw it in there for 10 15 minutes and make sure it's hot again in, instead of you know just putting it in the microwave for 45 seconds um so yes that's why okay. you can reheat it but it's a lot of effort can i throw another one at you another scenario okay fine okay honey crisp apple stuffed bell pepper but i'm switching out the pretzel for a steak Mm. Because you can't eat, I mean, you can reheat a steak. You don't want to reheat a steak. That's no you don't fun. want to reheat a steak. Exactly. Yeah, I'd have to switch the, um, hmm. And you know what? I'm going to switch the bell pepper for a piece of salmon. I'm so confused now. So it's a hundred so, so salmon steak. Babble, salmon steak. I'm basically... I'm basically challenging you. Which one are you going to throw away, the steak or the salmon? It would end up being the um, the salmon. I like steak better. Interesting. I think I would throw away the steak. Yeah, 
that's fair. I don't eat either that often, so um, I'm more. I eat mostly chicken, and I like fish, yeah. but I don't eat it that often. Um, I like tuna. Yeah, like chicken. Tuna. Chicken would have been way too easy though, because you can reheat chicken all day long. I do very frequently. Yeah, that'd been way too easy of an answer. Um, well, that's all I got for uh, for that little yep, game. Let's wrap it up. It'll probably be the only time we ever play it too. I don't know. Maybe we'll start. <laughs> it'll be like a spider if you save a spider for later um a caterpillar that maybe it's juicy if you microwave it or something like that we'll play a fun version of this game well i hate spiders so immediately oh, i hate all those things. and burning it yeah that's burn fair. It. yeah it will be it'll yeah it, it'll be burned yeah no can't do it um anyway uh, Eric and I are both very glad that winter sports is going on again. Please abide by the mandates, abide by the recommendations, the guidelines, everything. Do it for the kids. Don't let this season get canceled for any reason. Um, that's really the least that we can do. Uh, but with that said, thank you all for listening. Um, as always, we could not do it without you. Um, I mean, realistically, I don't, you know. I kind of feel bad for you for listening to us, you know, go on and on for about an hour, but you know, that's your choice. Uh, but we appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> um, we certainly do. <laughs> uh, it's been definitely a whirlwind of a few couple of days, but at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. And that's for kids to have the opportunity to play sports. And I, again, I'm very glad that they have that opportunity. Make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Elvira at E Newman rights at AZHSFB and at Arizona varsity. Uh, We've got winter sports coming up next week. Eric and I are going to be uh, be talking about a little bit more in-depth, maybe going over some schedules, stuff like that. So stay tuned for that episode. But in the meantime, we will talk to you all next week. An apple a day keeps Eric alive. <laughs>